Welcome to The Last Rung, a light-hearted podcast for the self-employed, getting to the heart of the many influences that can help you to thrive in your solo life and make the switch from an employed to a self-employed mindset. Unedited and uncensored, the inspirational chats with those who have taken the leap will provide realistic actions for you to take away, the chance to learn from others' experiences and help you see that you are not alone, even when working from the spare bedroom in your PJs and fluffy slippers and you haven't left the house for days. I'm Helen Hill, author of Falling Off the Ladder, owner of learning design business Unlikely Genius, business coach and co-founder of environmental initiative Be The Future. I'm now on a mission to help the self-employed really embrace the freedom that allows them to be fully themselves, to thrive and to leap off the last rung of the career ladder for the final time. Come and say hello at fallingofftheladder.com or over on Instagram where you can find me as Falling Off The Ladder. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you like this episode. But first, let's introduce you to this week's guest. My guest in this episode is Claire Williams. Claire fell into a career in financial services, but knew that she wanted more from life than completing dull and repetitive tasks and counting down the days until the weekend. She retrained as a copywriter and started doing freelance copywriting alongside her day job. At the start of January 2022, she entered the world of full-time freelancing. Claire helps her clients connect with their target audience by crafting words that make them excited to take the next desired step. She loves being a full-time copywriter and has found a career she is truly passionate about. Today we're talking about how to prepare for making the leap, ridiculous perceptions of the freelance industry, and taking charge of your own career and business. Welcome to The Last Run, Claire. Hello. Hello. It's lovely to have you here. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. It's lovely to meet you. Fabulous. I know. It's felt like weeks we've been chatting, but yeah, it's lovely to finally be here. To start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Because I think it's really interesting how you've gone from financial services to where you are now. And and tell us a little bit about the final trigger that led to you going self-employed. Absolutely. So I think like a lot of people, um, I sort of went through the whole going to school, going to university, falling into a job that I wasn't particularly that passionate about but I needed to get a job and that was what was available um sort of sticking to that career taking a couple of steps off the ladder and it was only sort of much later on in my career that I thought actually am I happy with what I'm doing do I want to be doing this forever um and I think the the thing that made me realize I wanted to do a career change originally um was at the end of 2019 when I went on a Hindu and everybody was chatting as, as they do asking people what do you do and, and a bit of information about it and I was chatting about my job at the time and I couldn't think of anything interesting to say about it <laughs> I couldn't think of anything anything positive like anything really that I thought that other people would want to hear about it so I was like I get to work from home one day a week <laughs> and that was all I said and everyone else had these jobs that they're, they're very clearly chosen to do work towards and and were happy in I came home and thought I think something needs to change I I think I need to have a bit of a think about this um so I started having some ideas um, and then lockdown happened and I had that time and space um although it was awful being in lockdown I had that time and space to think actually what what do I want to do what are my skills and and what career do I think is going to make me happy and excited to be at work every day um so over lockdown um so the job I was in before was not related to copywriting at all um, but over lockdown I read books I did courses I started practicing and I set up a freelance copywriting business on the side of my day job 
Um, so originally I was just doing evenings and weekends and then I was able to do compressed hours. So I went to four slightly longer days a week in my day job, which gave me one full weekday. And then I'd usually spend a Saturday and evenings freelancing. So I had I sort of had two jobs <laughs> for a while um, and it just it just kept growing and growing from there. Um, and it gave me a really good taste of freelance life. And I I knew that I wanted to go full time freelance originally but it ended up happening a lot quicker than I expected um, so towards the end of 2021 and um, the company that I was at, at made some redundancies um, I wasn't one of those but it did leave me covering the workload of other members of my team um, and I was offered um, another member of my team was going on maternity leave and I was offered a promotion to, to cover for her she was a level up for me and I was offered a promotion to cover her job while she was gone and I knew I wanted to go and be a freelance copywriter full time. And I, I wasn't really sure whether to go for it or not. Um, and I thought, you know, it's, it's only going to be a short period of time. I'll build up my freelance business. And then once this, this finishes, I'll, I'll, go and, I'll go and be a full time freelancer. But unfortunately, it didn't quite work out how I thought it would. And it turned out that they couldn't backfill my old role. So I would have had to do the promotion, my current role and bits of job for people that had been made redundant oh, on four gosh. days a week. <laughs> so I wasn't, I, I raised some concerns and I sort of said, you know, I don't think this is going to be doable. And it was all brushed off. Oh, you'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And I just didn't feel supported with it. There were tasks that somebody was able to book out and spend two or three solid days during a week. And I was having to juggle alongside multiple of the priorities at the same time and I just ended up getting really overwhelmed um it was just really I was just really overwhelmed with what I was doing I wasn't getting any support I was asking for support and it was getting brushed aside and I just ended up feeling really down about work I just didn't I just I was really unmotivated I I just didn't feel like myself anymore and mm. I was just thinking, do I really want to compromise my well-being for something that I'm not even passionate about and I'm planning on leaving at some point anyway? Um, so I was getting really horrible Sunday dread as well. I think a lot of people listening to this can relate to Sunday yeah. dread. <laughs> yeah. When it sort of goes from being a little niggle to something that you don't enjoy Sundays anymore because you know Monday is going to come. And I was getting, because I wasn't working Wednesdays, I was getting Wednesday night dread as well. So I was getting Sunday night dread, Wednesday night dread. And it was just, it was just not very nice. Um, and in the end, the, I think the trigger really um, was that I knew that I was always happy when I was doing my copywriting work, working for my clients, meeting new clients. So that, that really made me happy. And my job really was not making me happy anymore. Um, and I went away for a few days with my partner and I said, I, I just, I just can't wait till I'm a full-time freelancer. And he said, why don't you just do it now? And I was like, I don't think I'm ready to do it now. He said, you're never going to feel ready. Just, and I thought, you know what, whenever you, I think whenever you make the leap from being in a relatively secure employee job to freelance, you're never going to feel ready to make that leap. But I just thought I'm not, I'm not going to feel ready um, whenever I do it. So why not just do it now and it will solve the problems that I'm having in my job and potentially it might go really well and it did end up going really well so I was <laughs> I was pleased that all that happened because you know it, it all absolutely worked out the best and I think the moment I knew I was going to do it I was out shopping and I saw this 
fancy planner it wasn't even that expensive but it was very nice and I bought it for my full-time freelancing and I thought well I've got the planner so I'm gonna gonna have to go ahead and have my notice in now <laughs> love it <laughs> and that that was that was the trigger that was the point I knew I was gonna do it and like I came back from, from a few days away and I, I knew I was gonna have my notice in and I felt so much better I felt scared but I felt alive I felt excited and I just felt like myself again oh I love that that's a, that's a brilliant story I mean there's so many things wrapped up in that but I mean for someone who's been accused many times of stationary pusher I love that a planner made you <laughs> make yeah. that leap and also a Hindu I mean that's that's so true though when you talk to other people about your job and and they can make comment you know even sometimes people say well you're saying like you love it or if they, you know if that kind of conversation's missing and you don't know where how to even fill that conversation that is a big warning point of well actually maybe I don't love this thing or I just have nothing I don't want to talk about this thing yeah, outside. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> leave that in the office I don't want that I just anymore. want to talk about anything else I just don't want to think about this a moment longer than I have to yeah sure and it's I mean that what your partner said about you know you'll never be ready that's so true I mean four years in and I don't think I still class myself as ready <laughs> but you just have to do it and it's the same you know even when you take then changes in your business isn't it or decide on a new direction or a new project sometimes you've just got to think do it and start before you're ready so that's I love that you had that support and is that that been Obviously, that's been a big factor in you being able to do this as well, hasn't it? Having the support of your partner there and and that encouragement from him. And how's that helped you kind of do it other than just that? Yeah, I'm going to do it. I think the practical element of it has been a really mm. big part of it. And I think that was something that I was very grateful for, that if I was solely responsible for paying the mortgage and all of the bills and everything yeah. like that, it would feel a lot more scary. I think knowing that his job's very safe very like we're very lucky his his job's safe and secure and knowing that I had his support you know he was he was happy mm -hmm. to help me out if I needed it he he was just he saw how hard I was working on everything and how much of my evenings and weekends I was I was spending working on, on building up my freelancing um so I think yeah feeling supported and every time I did have a small wobble of why am I throwing away a secure job to go and do something that I've only been doing a short amount of time um or relatively short amount of time I yeah I think having that support was really important yeah and I mean he'll have seen how unhappy you were on a Sunday and a Wednesday as well won't he that was that was a big thing with me that you know yeah. Graham saw me having the panic attacks in the morning at the thought of going in and the misery on a weekend of right the whole day of my weekend's gone just worrying about what's going to happen this week and they see that and obviously they don't want that either for their benefit and yours like you know it doesn't make them any happier in life does it They're absolutely and I think it. something I only really realized once I left is you think that being unhappy at work means you're unhappy when you're at work yeah and it filters into so much of your life outside of that as well so you know if things aren't going very well at work it can really knock your confidence outside of work that's something that I've had to work through a little bit the last six months that my confidence was quite low as a as a result of of my previous job mm -hmm. and it does yeah it, it does affect you I think and and those that love you can can see that they can see you're not really feeling yourself they can see that you're not happy and and I think it's um it sort of reflects it back I think seeing somebody else realizing how unhappy you are makes yeah. you realize even more that something's got to change. 
yeah and it's those comments afterwards when you say oh I've, I've, I've quit my job and people go oh thank goodness and you're like why did you never tell me <laughs> did you never tell me to do it before um so seeing that those people do actually think you know it's a good thing and can give you that kind of boost and that support can it and i i that was a huge thing for me you know my partner my sister my mum and dad they were all like you know get the hell out and do anything else anything <laughs> and it just so happened they ended up this route but um yeah i, I it, it can't it must be very hard for those that don't have it I think is the thing isn't it and yeah if you can find that anywhere whether it's in the freelance community who are awesome or you know somewhere else then I definitely recommend people finding that so one thing about your job then you've mentioned before is about how you felt really held back in that traditional employment so obviously there was the whole Pandora's box of the amount of things you were trying to juggle <laughs> I totally empathize with that one I, I got in that place but how did you feel really held back in employment and how is it different now so I think in employment the challenge that I always came up about up with is you can put yourself forward so before the doing everything at once happened um before before the redundancies happened typically it was a lot quieter than that and I would always be that person that's putting myself forward I wanted challenges I wanted to do these these tasks that would develop my experience. Um, but there's just not always the opportunity to do that. And you might get the occasional opportunity to do something a bit new and a bit exciting. But you've still got you're basically just doing the same things for the same people day in, day out, which although as a freelancer, you work with I, I love working with repeat clients. Yeah. You get involved with so many different bits. You learn about so many different industries and it keeps everything so fresh and so exciting. Um, the thing I found employment as well as a lot of conversations, if you said you wanted to develop your, you know, develop your skills and do something new, it sort of turned into how you could develop them within the team. It was very much like stay within the team. So it's like, oh, exciting opportunities are coming within the team. But yeah. I want to, I'd done everything I could do in that current job I, I wanted to move into a different team and experience a different side of the business and there was just such a focus on keeping you in the team and I think I think that's what made it a bit harder when this promotion just wasn't the opportunity that it was originally mm. I, that was I was originally told about because I thought it's, it's just you know I said I really want to develop I want to do something new and it's just trying to keep me on the team they just don't want to lose staff at any cost. Um, and that's really, that can really hold people back with development. Mm. Um, it, it's good to experience different things and different jobs and work with different people. And it's really important, I think. Um, and I think going on to that as well is sometimes in offices, there's a bit of a reluctance for people to invest time on developing themselves and their skills. So yeah. I love learning new things. I love doing courses. I love it. I think it's so important. And in a lot of workplaces, that's seen as a bit of a reward. Like if you perform well, you might be able to go on this course or maybe you could do that later. But generally, if you've got time on your hands, they just want you to fill it doing more of the same thing that you've been doing all day or taking on work from somebody that's maybe not got through their tasks as quickly. Mm -hmm. So there's not really that freedom to explore those development opportunities, um, which I think are really essential. And um, I think as well with working is you know if you do move into a, a new role even you're tied into that sort of six to 12 months so there's quite a big a big commitment there as well I always thought it was always with as a freelancer you always want to 
try new things, do new projects, and, and you know it's going to be like an experience that you're going to learn something from. But with employment, it's much more of a commitment. It's much more of a really, you need to stay in that for sort of at least six to 12 months. And you also don't have as much freedom around your income that if you agree to a salary, you're, you're going to be on that salary. And until that gets reviewed, you can't put your rates up, you know, yeah. or anything like that. You just don't have that freedom. Yeah, that's a really good point about how they always try and keep you in the team. I never really thought of it that way. But yeah, obviously, if you're good, they want to keep you. And I get that mentality. But at the same time, there's that thing of if you give someone responsibility and autonomy over their job, they are more likely to stay with you because they enjoy it and they respect you and they feel respected, isn't it? And yeah, that's a huge thing that's missing. Because I think it it was an... Branson or someone that wasn't it that said like you should train people to the point where you're worried they might leave because then they won't because they actually enjoy it and they feel fulfilled or something like that he said it much more concise and effectively than that but it was something along those lines of you shouldn't be afraid to basically train them up and be afraid they will leave because they will probably stay and you will benefit from that and I think there's real truth in that yeah, definitely. Sure. And I think also it is natural that some people are going to leave. People, even yeah. the best employee eventually is, is going to potentially decide they want to do something else. But it doesn't, it's people wanting to leave doesn't reflect badly as a manager. It's just natural. Yeah, because people just don't grow, don't they? And, you know, we're not in this culture anymore of having a job for life. You know, our parents pretty much had that and grandparents mm. certainly did. But that's just not not the way it is now um luckily <laughs> and that was something yeah. I feared about a lot actually because when with me changing jobs every I think the longest I stayed in one was four years and you know the average was about two two and a half before I got restless and thought there's no opportunity here or I was just unhappy and moved on and I started to think well people are going to be looking at my CV thinking well she can't keep a job but I was just wanting something else and I never found it until freelance and it's I think it is just that thing of your some personalities and some people who want to learn, want to develop, just don't fit in that world, do you? You just yeah. are better as a free, well, a freelancer, as a self-employed. Yeah, and just having that sort of control over your, just being able to work in the way that suits you. And, you know, mm. sometimes, I, I don't know, it just I just find this way of working suits me a lot better. I don't really yeah. like the whole fitting into a mould and having to stay in that. No, definitely don't like the mould. I did not fit in that. So, so um, when you were in the role as well, there was a lot of uh, sort of negative commentary about freelancing and this jump you were about to make. How did you handle that and still take the leap then? Did it not put you off at any point? So, yeah, so when I said that I was leaving to work for myself full time, um, the erections were quite interesting. Some people, <laughs> I just completely lost the plot and just yeah. got mad which is fine I didn't really I didn't mind those um but I did get a lot of comments on it being a very risky decision or oh well I suppose you can try it for a bit and then just get a job in a call center um that was one somebody said to me <laughs> and some of the comments I think the ones that disappointed me the most were um the people who didn't see it as a real job yeah. They thought I was just leaving to sit around all day. They just didn't understand that it is a real, like I work longer hours as a freelancer than I did in my last job is yeah. very much a real job. Um, 
and I, I got some comments. Um, I think some of the ones I got um, was sort of on my one of my last days, uh, my team leader saying to me, oh, I bet you really feel ready for some time off. They tried to get me to come back two days a week after handing my notice in. Um, and I was told, but I'd still have five days a week off if I did that. Like, but I want to freelance five days a week. So that's not really giving me that. That no. means working a seven day week, doesn't it? Yeah. And she just didn't get it. <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, it was, um, I think as well when it was presented, um, when the people were told about it, it was sort of in some instances phrased in a way that I've been given the opportunity to take some time out for a bit, very much like I'm having a break. And that wasn't what I was doing at all. It was, it was exactly the same as if I was leaving. I was leaving to go to another job. It just happened that I was going to be working for myself. Yeah, yeah, they definitely thought you were having a breakdown. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I've been very, very unhappy before I had yeah, my notice in, so I can see where it came from. But oh. yeah, it's just, it was very strange. Part of me wants to tell these people the truth and be like, are you kidding? You know, I mean, like you say, I work ridiculous hours and I know I should cool, uh, cool it down and I know a lot of people do manage to find a balance I've not found it yet but I also don't think I want to it's not my nature but um then part of me thinks leave them to it leave them in that world if they don't want if they don't understand what freelancing is let's not have them let's not have them in our no. world let's leave and them where they are <laughs> I think that was exactly it that's what I thought that it said more about them having that's a very limited view of the world in my opinion if you think the yeah. only way to make a living is working in a corporate nine-to-five job in an office that's a really limited view of the world and yeah. it just made me realize if I was around people with those sorts of views this probably wasn't the right place I mean I knew it wasn't the right place for me but I was just even more sure in my decision that this was not the right place for me and it was time for me to go and do something else <laughs> oh well at least it's good to have that validation right at the end of you know what there is no regret here. <laughs> yeah, and that was it. I knew I wouldn't regret it. And yeah. my whole notice period, it was just a catalogue of things that made me so pleased that I'd taken the decision that I had. <laughs> You're just like skipping out and toodle pip. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> Absolutely. You stay there. You can now do you can now do four jobs each time I've left. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was around some of the resistance because I was leaving yeah. with ridiculous amounts of work. But I mean oh. If I'd been supportive when I first raised it, maybe it wouldn't have happened. And, and that would have been a shame because everything being a freelancer, it, it was the perfect time for me to do it. And it's, it's just gone better than I ever could have expected. No, oh, well, that's that's amazing. And like, it's nice for people to hear these stories who, you know, because like, it's, how long have you been freelancing now since you've left um, full time? So I've been full time for six months now. Six months. So, you know, the, anyone that's thinking of making that leap, it's really nice for them to hear kind of that. Well, again, it's the sort of validation of you can do it. You can do it in a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you can leave what was, you know, seen as this secure, stable job. When actually, with all the redundancies going on, is it any more stable? That's the thing I always say. Yeah, okay, you'll get a payout if you if you mm. made redundant or something. But actually, the amount of people who've been losing their jobs and going freelance, funnily enough, there isn't actually that much uh, more security. So, yeah, I think it's really good for people to hear about this and, the, you know, the positives around it. So, but what were the surprises and the challenges in making the leap then? What was, was there anything that made you think like, oh, I didn't expect that? So I think the negative reactions and the right. fact that people really did seem 
to believe that it was time off was very unexpected. Um, I I did find the whole response to it quite disappointing. So I worked in my job for four years. I was in my company for eight years and I didn't get a card. Like other people on the team got cards, thank you emails when they left. I didn't get anything. I just handed my purse back and that was it. And it was really upsetting at the time. Um, Yeah, I'm not surprised. It wasn't. My team leader didn't organise anything for like although other people had recently left and got things so it was Mm. she was just obviously not happy that I was doing this not happy that I wouldn't stay two days a week and I got it was just it was just unbelievable and it just it made me feel really like I I was relieved to have left and again it was just one of those things that made me really pleased that I was leaving but it was a I think one of the challenges I faced I was quite upset about that at the time and then I sort of expected on the Monday to log into my computer for my first day of freelance life and just be buzzing and ready to go. And I did feel a little bit, I don't know, I don't think sad's the right word, but just a little bit like I was letting go of something. Because I've been in my previous career for about, I've worked in multiple different companies, but I'd worked in my last company for eight years, as, as I just said, and then I'd worked in that industry for 10 years. So it was quite a big mm. thing just to let go of and just be like, I'm not going to do that again. Um, so it's definitely a bit more of a transition. I think that was a challenge. Um, and I think that it was just that I did sort of expect my experience of, of leaving my last day and, and all of that that comes with it to be a lot more positive. I mean, we were working from home, but it, you know, it, it could have been a lot better than it was. And it yeah. just, it really, it, it really felt like none of my I, would, I was always told like I was getting exceeds expectations I was always told I was doing good work and to hear nothing at all from my manager to not have a card or anything for my team leader we had, so I sort of had a team leader and then a manager above her mm. to not have any communication from these people that were until I handed my notice in generally quite positive around what I was doing it was just shocking really I just couldn't couldn't quite get my head around it for a little while yeah, that's that is really surprising because I think you know as a manager even if you're upset someone's leaving or something, you've got to suck it up and at least wish them well on their way. And yeah, that's that's really disappointing because that also makes it very bittersweet then, doesn't it? Like you say, that thing of, yay, I'm leaving, I'm doing it for myself. But then also there was no like final kind of no. celebration of what you've done or just acknowledgement. That's that's a real, I mean, I, you know, I left under a bit of a weird cloud and even I got a, a card and, and things and a couple of presents off a couple of people and yeah so that's a real shame that that was that was the way you you kind of left so did you not have any time in between either you you went from straight from the other job to freelancing so I ended up my original plan was was to sort of take I had the weekend off and my plan was to sort of start doing bits and then to start full-time at the end of the week but I did end up delaying it just I just needed a bit of time to get my head around everything I think so maybe that was maybe that was me being a bit naive thinking I just leap straight into it because I mean I was doing it Wednesday Saturdays evenings anyway so I thought you know I know what I'm doing I'm ready to go um but I think that yeah so I I did end up having I had a couple of days off and had a few days when I was sort of doing shorter days and then a week after that I started proper full-time yeah no that's interesting because I I mean I I was off sick when I handed my notice in so I technically you know I was off and I managed to get a contract two days after handing my notice in, luckily, but it didn't start for another two weeks. So I, I had, 
I had really had to pick myself up and I was so relieved for that two weeks in between. And I think even if you have left on good terms, like you, you hit a nail on the head there. If you've got to just sudden, you've got to kind of close that off and deal with it and acknowledge that that life has ended and that you, yeah. even, no, no matter how excited you are for this new thing, you've got yeah. to kind of just, and this is some, this is why I, I staged the book the way it was that you've got to deal with those emotions of like, holy hell what have I done or <laughs> oh my god I'm so excited or they were not even grateful what do I even do about that there's so many things that come up and it, that is so important to give yourself time and that is something you will probably ruminate on for a good while after as well do you find it still kind of there's certain emotions around it that still come up now six months in yeah sometimes I think I think mm. sometimes I don't feel like I've kept in touch with people in my last job there was a lot of yeah. people that I thought I'd keep in touch with more and I sometimes think that is because they think I'm just sat around doing nothing all day because that's what people have said that I'm doing so I do I do sometimes sort of think about that not so much the more time goes on I don't really think about it but the first few mm. months or so I, I definitely did and I think yeah I think it definitely takes a little while to sort of get your head around it and mm. to a to sort of I don't know it's really hard it's really hard to explain but yeah I read it in, in falling off the ladder I yeah. I was reading about it it's very very soon after I'd left my last job and I, it just I was reading something in it and I was like that hits that's exactly how I'm feeling and I can't describe it but that is how I'm feeling yeah it's and I think that's the thing you've got to sit with sometimes if you know something's not right but or you feel a bit out of kilter but you just can't mm. think what on earth it is and and I think sometimes that can be because of those conflict emotions and conflicting emotions of the excitement, but also the heck I have left this massive thing behind. And this is a mm. massive step. And how do you deal with that? You, you have to sit in the middle veering between the two yeah. sometimes. And I think that's something that people don't realize that they'll just think, you know, Oh I'll, yeah, I'll leave there. We've done move on. And actually there are things to, to continue to deal with and particularly if you've been in things like toxic workplaces or really bad experiences or you've got health issues whatever it might be those are always going to keep cropping up um but just to different levels hopefully and hopefully you know the impact will decline yeah yeah so now you've been doing it for six months what are your favorite things about freelance life and how has it changed your life well, after leaving my job, I literally, I mean, I had that whole process, but generally I just felt like a weight had been lifted. It, yeah. it, it just felt like something had just been lifted off me. Um, I absolutely love the flexibility of, of freelance life. I think I don't really know why workplaces are so set on nine to five because it just doesn't suit most, you know, lots of people that's not going to, it's going to suit some people. It's not going to suit everybody. Um but I absolutely love working from home every day, knowing that no one's going to try and force me back into an office. <laughs> no commute. I start my day nice and relaxed because I've not had to get on the train and it's been late or cancelled or whatever else. I just get up, sit down at my computer and I can just start my day. Um, it's nice. just little. It's really little things sometimes, like just being able to go for a nice walk at lunchtime, um, have a cup of tea whenever I want, not having to go and queue up for one. Um, being able to flex my day if I need to so the heat wave that we've just had is a really good example of that but if I wake up early I can just start working I don't need to wait until I start in work time and then work late when by which point if I finished at five I would have been awake over 12 hours 
Um, so I just really like that ability to just work as long as long as you're getting the work done, you, your clients don't mind. And I always, you know, always, always hit deadlines. Um, I'm always able to to do that, but I can work the actual hours. It doesn't matter. I don't need to be doing that work between nine and five. I can do that work early in the morning, in the evening, whenever. Um, I do find as well sometimes it's just if you have one of those days that you're just not quite feeling 100%, again, just <laughs> yeah. being able to be kind to yourself. You don't, it doesn't have to be a sickness incident. You don't need to have a forced and awkward conversation about whether you're okay. You can just be like, I don't feel great. I know I don't feel great. I'll be all right tomorrow. Yeah. I'm stopping for today. So that is just really that flexibility. Um, the other thing I love about being a freelancer is the amazing community. I know you've mentioned that um, yeah. just now. And the thing I love about it is both clients and freelancers, the clients I work with and the freelancers, everyone loves what they do so much. And I love it. Everyone is so passionate, so committed. Everyone's really, as I said before, about picking, you know, choosing a job and going into that. And being around people all the time that love what they do is amazing. It's it's just so inspiring. There are, you know, I speak to people all the time that really inspire me, that I'm just amazed. You know, it's just a brilliant experience. Um, and it's just, I, I really like that you just get, you really get out of it what you put in with freelancing. And if you put in the work, you're, you're going to get the results. If you don't, you won't. So you know that, you're just getting out of that what, what you put in you know your work's having an impact um I absolutely you know love doing some work for a client and knowing that I've had a really positive impact on their business that the work that I've produced has got them results that I'm really you know I'm really doing something that's making a difference and I'm not just producing work that gets sent up the line and disappears um which sometimes happens in in big corporations um, and just yeah just knowing um just knowing I've got that flexibility again I can it, you're there as well just that flexibility to support people who, like people when you need it so um my dad's got a very lovely dog but he sometimes needs some help dog sitting and he knows that I'm at home so if he wants if he needs to go somewhere or he wants to go out for the day I get to have a dog for the day which is great <laughs> oh office assistant <laughs> I think we love yeah, those as freelancers as well assistant. absolutely <laughs> yeah that is something that's shared a lot in the freelancing the, the dogs the cats the rabbits obviously in my case whatever turtles even tortoises tortoises yeah, yeah. um yeah no that I mean that's an incredible list you know just in six months to have all those things that are a total difference in your life and I think flexibility is probably the one thing that most people say about that like you say just being able to get up and you know if you've got kids do it before they get up or when they've gone to bed or take a day off for their sports day or whatever it is all those things that you were just never given permission for before or you had to beg for or you know there was a competition mm. to get in first but what the one I loved that you brought up there as well is that about freelancers all being so passionate that's so true and I'm sure there's some that aren't but they don't engage in the communities I don't think in that case but yeah, when you're in an office with people, you do get those people that are just coasting or they're just not interested or they're yeah. you know, fed up in their job, don't you? That is true that freelancers just love what they do and they shout about it. Yeah. And I don't think in an office and a corporate environment you get away with that, do you? Because it's seen as bragging or as something really awkward or like you're trying to, I don't know, big yourself up instead of the team mm. and all of that, which, yeah, I love that point. That's really, really interesting. 
sort of thinking point there. And I never really thought of it that way before, because you kind of just presume that everyone's in a job that they at least trained for or enjoy to some extent, don't you? But that's not the truth. <laughs> no, exactly. Sure. I think a lot of people fall into jobs much like I did that they're probably not that passionate about. Um, like you say, they're just coasting or they don't mind. They're just happy just being in a job they don't like and waiting for the mm. weekend and waiting for the weekend again and that's which which is fine if I I just need something more than that but yeah I, I can see why you know I can see that's an easy easy thing to get into yeah oh definitely and and I think you can get that way in freelancing as well that you do the same thing for so long you get to the point where you haven't considered if there's something else you want to do or a new service you want to offer or a new part of industry I mean new jobs mm. and things evolve all the time don't they and you know in this world and especially in tech like the new things come up all the time and if you've just kind of kept your head down plugging away you might not realize that you could have actually discovered this other thing yeah that you want to do um so you know I always talk about being open to new opportunities and stuff um just to make sure that you you know you're at least seeing those things going on um which actually brings me on to a good question for you where where do you think well no I was gonna say not I was gonna weird uh, word that really weird then but what's the future for your business then what what are your plans for the next year or so do you do you even set targets or are you very much in the thing of just see how it goes and see what happens so um this is what I'm sort of at the moment so when I first left to go freelance in in January I set myself a target of where income wise what I wanted to do in six months yeah I ended up doing it in three months then I ended up setting what that I wanted to replace my income from, from my old job by the end of the year and I managed to do that in three months as well so I, I struggle a bit now with setting goals so I want to set goals that are actually going to really challenge me and yeah. give me something to work towards um but I definitely know that I want to keep growing um I want to keep working with the clients that I work with now I've got a really nice network of repeat clients um but also connecting with new clients um potentially exploring new industries I always say that I do some copywriters have niches and I, I think because I started my business in a pandemic I've always been quite cautious around niching because you saw yeah. so many industries getting affected in ways that nobody could have predicted. Um, so that was something. So, but I also find that working with a range of industries really suits my mind that I love like fresh challenges and learning about new things. And, and it, it just suits me really well. And I think it just keeps everything really fresh and really interesting. Um, so I don't know what's next. I think I sort of, was one of those things that I have ideas and then I'm like, well, when am I going to have the time to do that? Uh, <laughs> But I'm doing, I'm currently studying for a digital marketing qualification and trying to plan out what, what I want my business to look like six months, 12 months, what my long-term plans are um, and just how, how I want to keep growing things. Um, I did quite a nice exercise over the weekend where I looked at sort of everything I'd done over the last six months and looked for any trends, looked at what was working well, what could work better. And I think having that, I think some people call it CEO time where you sit down and look down yeah. everything and see where it's going um and just having that bit of time was really useful so I'll yeah might make an effort to do that more often in future I'm impressed you've done it at this stage because it's taken me like three years to get into reviewing things properly I, I did like surface level reviews but I think it's only since I've worked with a coach of my own that like I've started looking at that in more depth and I'm actually having one of those CEO days this Friday to really just sit and finish off all the work I did with her and look at right I have got all these ideas, but what is realistic? What's going to happen? How much time do I actually have? 
come on, help yeah. me. Yeah, you know, and I think that's the thing that holds me back. That when you start, when I started my copywriting business, it was alongside a full time job, and now my freelancing is my full time job. So anything else that I do needs to be again alongside that. So it's just finding yeah. the time and the energy, and and just as you say, prioritizing. Because I think I, if I do something else, I want to focus on. I don't want to try and. I mean, I've got about. 10 different ideas of things I could do but I'm, <laughs> I, I just need to narrow it down and think about what what my next step's going to be yeah one at a time don't do it my way do it one at a time <laughs> or two at a time you know maximum I could and also you should see the plan I've just had to draw out of my next year <laughs> this morning I think that's why having a think. coach comes in useful that they can say right, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna do all of that by the end of the year which ones do you want to pick yeah and it's funny because like someone said to me yesterday like oh yeah you really needed another thing to take on Helen and I was like, hey, I'm fitting it in. It'll all get done. It always does. But that's my my way that I need all these things. And I do do a lot in the evenings and stuff. But for some people, that wouldn't suit them. And yeah, it's funny because like, like I say, I mean, I've got a coach. And obviously, I'm training as a coach. And I do get that imposter syndrome sometimes when I'm helping others. But I know what, you know, obviously, coaching is about asking the right questions and getting someone to reflect on their own stuff, not on mine. <laughs> so that's that's the skill you need. And that's fine. I always say to people, don't look at what I do, <laughs> do it your yeah. way. You do you. <laughs> and I will sit here in a corner in a mess of notebooks. Oh gosh, I should have seen my desk this morning. So no, I love that. I mean, that's a really good structure to have. And the fact that, like I say, you're doing that so early and you've been smashing those targets so early on, that's an incredible start to a business in a pandemic. That's you know something to certainly celebrate isn't it and do you celebrate those milestones along the way that's something that I need to get better at doing I think yeah I think the big mistake that I've made um in the last six months I haven't celebrated because there's always just something I'll think oh I've done that. oh that's good and then something else exciting I'll get a new client or a new project and I'll just get so wrapped up and so excited about that I just forget what I've just achieved and just focus on the next thing and then I'll achieve something else and then again just forget that and focus on the next thing so I think it is really important to set that time aside and celebrate what you've done. Yeah. Oh, definitely. You definitely need your little book of wins or, you know, smile file, whatever as well. And because it's so nice to look back at because you forget those good things. Sometimes, you know, the clients become a nightmare or someone's not paid you all that. You remember those bits. You don't always remember. They're like, oh, yeah, I did that. I, I have that a, all by myself. <laughs> Go on. I do a what went well list every day. So oh, I write cool. down every day sort of stuff that's gone. I don't do it so much now. My first when I first started, I made a real effort of it because I thought there's ob there's obviously going to be good and bad days. Yeah. So by writing down all the positive things, um, I know that I can look back on those and realise that everything's going well, even oh, if it feels like it's not. Yeah, well, that's lovely. So, I mean, it could be anything from one to multiple things, couldn't it, in a day? But I, I like that idea. That's really, I suppose it's kind of like the idea of getting into a habit of a gratitude journal, isn't mm. it, which I technically do but I did realize this morning that my notebook's been at the bottom of a big pile and I've forgotten for two weeks so just ignore <laughs> that fine <laughs> try to backdate some um but yeah I think it's really important to do that stuff at the beginning because otherwise you can particularly if you've got a really hard start where you've got to start from scratch straight away like you obviously did a really great transition you know if people aren't doing that and they've got to just go from one to the next mm. in a couple of days it can be really hard to juggle all that stuff in the air um, so that's really nice to to look at that but yeah get celebrating your big wins because they're marvelous and share them thank, do you share thank them you. I do share them yeah 
I do share Good. them, but yeah, I, I definitely need to get better at celebrating. <laughs> so I think I know the answer to this. Some people say never say never, but would you ever go back to that world? So I would never, ever go back to my old role. I am so pleased I left. <laughs> I would have been so annoyed at myself if I had waited. So I was originally sort of considering maybe doing it at the end of this year. If I'd waited till the end of this year, I would have been so annoyed. Like, yeah. I, I, I think really, realistically, when I did it, it was probably the earliest I would have considered doing it. And I'm so pleased I did. I think the only way I would consider going back to employment is if it was two or three days. I definitely wouldn't want to do five days a week. I definitely wouldn't want to do an office. Um, if it was maybe two or three days a week and it was related to marketing and copywriting and there were genuine opportunities for development. Yeah. Maybe I'd consider it. Um, yeah. that, that's probably quite a specific list so well, no I like that though because it's, it's so true that like I know people are working from home a lot more and stuff now but then you can see things creeping back to how they were and mm. there's still that restriction and I, I always think like would I go back into that world I think the only thing I'd do as payment now is actually working in a bookshop or something I don't think I could go back to that kind of working and off and I certainly couldn't work in an open plan office again now I realised how bad always- that was no, and I'd always want to carry on freelancing. The reason I only want yeah. to do it two or three days is I'd then want to spend the rest of the week freelancing. I think, I think just know it's a, I just love it. So I, yeah. I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't want to give up freelancing completely. It'd be so hard though, wouldn't it, to go back into that mentality and be controlled and like say queuing for a brew and told when to do oh, this. Oh, I know. That. Yeah, I love working. <laughs> I'm staying here and my, I've got, I've got a lovely desk at home now, so I'm not leaving yeah. it. So. Well, like we were saying before we came on the call, the main benefit is the aircon, isn't it? But then when you get the people that go, I'm too cold and switch it off, that's the, that's oh, the yeah. other battle. Yeah, that, that's my office. People would come in knowing the aircon was going to be on and it'd be cold and not bring a cardigan or a jumper or anything with them. And the same yeah. day saying they were cold. It's, like, it's cold. It's the same temperature every day. Yeah. Come on, just keep one on the back of your chair. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. what I used to do. <laughs> Oh, fabulous. Well, it's, uh, so what I do now at the end of this is three quick fire end questions. I say quick fire, they usually end up us chatting for a while. But first one being in the spirit of the awesome community we've been talking about, name someone that our listeners should connect with or follow. So it's a group of people. Um, and I know that it's been mentioned a few times on here before. Um, but they, for copywriters, it's the Female Copywriters Alliance Discord channel. Yeah, it's so supportive. Um, everyone's just sharing successes, sharing struggles. It's so valuable, and I really appreciate being a member of it. It's fantastic. I think as well, sometimes when you look at social media, business and non-business, it's a real highlight reel, and it's mm. just nice knowing the real, real <laughs> life people. Just talk about real life on that. It's not an airbrushed social media version of oh, everything's perfect and great all the time, and it's. It's really good. So if no. anyone's a copywriter, I strongly suggest they get involved. Yeah, if you want answers to things like, how on earth do I get this client to pay? Or how on earth do I deal with this client? Or I just can't do it today. My head isn't functioning. Those are the kind exactly. of things out there that we're like, take some time out. <laughs> you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, I think it, it's it's communities like that that are so valuable and D is awesome that runs that. So good choice, good choice. So name a resource that you found really helpful for your journey. Um, so I read Survival Skills for Freelancers by Sarah Townsend. Um, well, I read it during, before I decided to go full time um, and then I reread it and it was 
it was so valuable. Um, every time I was having a wobble, why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I doing this? I'd read it and I, I just feel very reassured and like it was doable and it was all going to be okay. So I found um, I found that very good. I really like the book Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo as well. Um, oh. It's a lot, a lot of good advice about overcoming challenges and, and pushing through. Oh, I don't think I knew about that one of hers. Isn't she the tidy woman? No. No. Is she the one that makes you cleanse your home and throw out your books? No. Is that the other one? No, no that's, that's the, the other one. one. That's right, another okay. Marie, though. I can't yeah. Yeah, that's, an, that's another Marie, right. but not Marie Folio. Right. She's okay. a, I think she's a business coach. Right. Because I know the name, but I, I don't think I've heard of the, the book for that one. But So I'll check that out, actually. You know, because I need more books right now. <laughs> I always do that. I've got a huge <laughs> list of books that I want to read about freelancing, business, everything. And I'm yeah. just, I receive more recommendations for them quicker than I can read them. And it's yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm never going to get through them all. Oh, no, no. I'm having to keep prioritising the list. And, and I've actually had to take two audio books while I have the print books, like, like you listen and read it at the same time, it goes mm. in a bit quicker. And yeah, it's it's not it's not cheap, but it's <laughs> to get through them all. Brilliant. Uh, so finally, I get you to pick a number and you'll be asked what is likely to be a nonsense question on the spot. So it's between one and 17 now. Oh, um, eight. Oh. Oh, I was asked this recently. What film, TV or book character do you most identify with and why? Oh, God. It's hard, That's isn't it? That's a good one. That's a hard one. I got asked that a little while ago and it was, um, I'd been working absolutely flat out and I hadn't watched any films or TV. No. So, oh, who am I going to pick? Um, right, I've not watched all of this yet. So if she turns out to be really horrible, <laughs> I'm only I'm only a little bit into it. I've not watched all of it yet. Um I'm only, I don't know what series we're on, series four or five or Better Call Saul. So I really like Kim oh. Wexler. I like the fact that she's really hardworking. She's really committed. Um, she took the leap from, you know, she was offered to be a partner in that firm and she decided actually she'd rather set up on her own, um, have her own clients and do her own thing. Um, so I really like her. I like the fact that she's had quite a flexible career that she did that and then she went back and then she she knew that she wanted to do the public defender work so she's um so she's doing a bit of that and I just think her approach you know she's got quite a flexible approach to her career she's not just following the whole being a lawyer and working in the same firm and making partner so yeah uh, I haven't watched that admittedly because that's the spin-off of um to the one isn't it yeah uh, yeah which I've got up to the last episode and I just haven't watched that so I really should do that we moved house you know when you just lose the rhythm of something because we didn't have then have internet for weeks and stuff and I, I just never got yeah. the last episode um I can't even remember the name of it but yeah so I'll have to give that a, I'll, I'll give it a try see whether I see whether I'm tempted oh, I like that you know my, my stupid answer to this I can't believe I did this I was asked that question last I think it was last week the week before like what book you know most resembles your life blah 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 and I was thinking for age <laughs> gave a different answer I actually gave the film Erin Brockovich and then someone went have you not written a book about your life I was like oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. there's this book falling off the ladder that one now. <laughs> I was like as if I didn't remember that and it was sat on my desk <laughs> 
was like, oh yeah, I'll go for my own. I'll go for my own book. Oh, yeah, remember when you wrote like, that book? <laughs> Oh, idiots oh they've honestly they've absolutely lost the plot which wasn't far wrong at the time to be fair but right that's that's fabulous so where can um listeners let's try that again where can listeners best find you and connect with you so i'm on linkedin um just search claire williams and i'll come up um i'm also my website is clairewcopywriting.com um claire's c-l-a-i-r-e I've always got to spell it because yep. I get asked otherwise. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram, Claire W underscore copywriting. Fabulous. So oh, it's been so lovely to talk to you and what an incredible first six months you've had. Uh, very inspiring, I'm sure, for even people that have been doing it a while, <laughs> um, not just the new leapers. So thank you so much for sharing about your, your story today. And it's been oh, it was, really lovely. It was lovely chatting to you. It's been lovely coming on. Yeah, nice having a chat in the afternoon. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, let's face it, I was procrastinating most of today, so it was nice to actually just come (laughs) on and actually do something. And you're the last episode of series two. So, wow. Yeah, we're out with a bang. Um, Yeah, so so series three will be coming in September, hopefully, later this year. Um, And fully enough, hopefully, have Sarah on it, Sarah Townsend. So, yeah, it's been great to chat to you today, and thank you thank you very much i hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll come back for more please do leave a review on your platform of choice and hit subscribe to be notified when the next episodes are available and sign up to the last rung newsletter over at fallingofftheladder.com for more tips, inspiration and chats with those who have been there and tested the waters for you. If there's anyone in particular you'd like to hear on this podcast or topics discussed, do let me know and I'll see what I can do. Until next time, have a good week.